What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, guys? Kel Strong from Murray here, and you are listening to Girls Talking Boys in Partnership. We're keeping that with SB Nation. <laughs> I forget the rest. <laughs> Welcome. Yes. No, that was great. Thank you so uh, much. Happy Friday, guys. It is uh, me, Kelsey, four, no, three dogs. It feels like four. Um, and, and we have a friend with us. So, hey, Bobby. Belt, how you doing? Bobby! I am wonderful. So happy to join you guys all the way from uh, sunny Oxnard, California. Oh, don't do that. Yeah. Honestly, no, I got to be honest. Look, okay. So like Kelsey, you've come out here a bunch before Meg. I, I'm assuming you've come out here too. I have as well. It is it like, I don't know what's changed in the last couple of years, but I was talking to locals about this too. It's humid here now. What? Yeah. They've started getting humidity and it's like humid during the day. I got to be honest with you. I, I feel like a really big jerk saying this. I, I don't really envy all my friends are like, I hope all of you sweat. Yeah. They're like, oh, well, my dog's a puppy. He doesn't know how to not bark. Sorry. Um, I really don't miss Oxnard. I'll be honest. Like I, I like going for like two days and then being done. Right. Like, or maybe like a week where you can go to Ventura and get some Spencer McKenzie's ahi tuna pocket go like hang out I don't, I, I don't know any of those words you just said are honest. you kidding me you've spencer mckenzie's i would go to ventura solely for that what are you I, doing what i are am you doing I, with I, your life? I, I gotta be honest i'm i'm one weekend to the day i got or uh, i mean I, technically i got in tuesday night so i guess i'm a week in a day um and I, I gotta be here till the 10th so another week right and i'm kind of over it i mean yeah. i like practice and everything else but like the regimented like schedule and then like the same spots like everybody wants to go to all the time and stuff like that like it's just it's a it is it is becoming a little taxing i gotta be honest yeah i mean it's a and lot yet you're not trying all the good shit so yeah, that's that's on you honestly uh, well i mean I, i'll be honest like this trip has been about trying to play wingman for the lone single guy in our group so that was that's what, what? i've been yeah, I don't feel like I can talk about it on the air. I'll tell you I mean, off, but it's well, no, I'll, I can tell you specifically. Right? Really I'm talking about. I, I I've talked I've talked about it specific. It's Zach Wolchuk from 105 through the fan. He's our lone single guy on the trip. Oh, and what's his at? Let the ladies know. Yeah, seriously. At I'm Zach Wolchuk, and that's with a C H, and Wolchuk is W O L C H U K. Um, and he's a great guy. Uh, and and he's uh, he's he's very very charismatic, very funny. Um, and and we've been. He's an anchor. So I don't know. He's 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 doing big things. He's doing big things. And so I uh yeah, that's kind of what like my mission has been. Like part of what I'm doing out here is like to cover the Cowboys, but it's it's kind of secondary to playing wingman for Wolchuk. 
I honestly love that. Are you having any success? Like what's your pitch? Because I'll be honest when I was running camp. No, 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 no. That's not the way it works. That's not the way, that's not the way wingman. That's not the way being a wingman works. No wonder I'm so bad at it. Dave always said no. that worst. Yeah. You don't know. You don't, uh, you don't like pitch because you got to like, you got to more inception it. And so oh, like, you manifest it. Yeah. You, you kind of more just uh, like I've been set, doing wrong. you set them up to look good. And uh, you know, you bring good energy and just allow them to kind of like then naturally gravitate towards the good person in the room. Oh, yeah. Okay. Or cool. the only single one. Yeah. I don't know. I'll have to tell you guys like in detail off the air uh, how like what I was what I had going on because RJ Choppy from our station actually doubted my ability at first this week. And then he admitted this morning. He's like, you're very good in action. I do trust you now to do this. Well, thanks for not helping either of us. So maybe you can, yeah, you know, I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious. I told David Hellman I'd do it with him next. And he was like, stop it. No, <laughs> I'm 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 interested. Sign me up. Oh, we'll, um, we'll do it when we go back to Dallas. I promise. OK, good. I'm just going to keep coming on your show and just being like, hey, guys, I'm single and seeing what kind Has of that worked out so far. See that that doesn't work. Not but well. like, I mean, we'll like honestly, because when we get back to Dallas, like Wolchuk is treating this like training camp. He's getting his training camp reps in. So he's prepared to you know come nice. back for the regular season in Dallas. And so, uh, I mean, Kelsey, I don't think you need a training camp. You know, you get those Romo Wednesdays during this time of year <laughs> and, and you'll, you'll be so ready to go. Plenty of reps. You, you've gotten your reps. You're, you're a veteran. You'll be able to go out there and, uh, <laughs> no, but we're, we're, we're going to do this. I'm now I'm going to play wingman for you too. Damn you, Nathan. <laughs> it really is. It all, it all goes and back to him. It all goes Nathan, back Nathan, to Nathan and Doug. <laughs> oh, I forgot that I dropped that on the air that and was, on here on here. Yeah, that was yeah. that was good. I mean, listen, like, don't suck. Like I normally normally I'm pretty good about like protecting your identity. Like if we like I because like again, like I'm not a horrible human being, but like if you're a horrible human being, then the rules go out the window. Like, I'm sorry. It is what it is. Um, yeah, I think that's fair. Should we talk football now <laughs> instead of um yeah, by dating. Online. I mean, we can. We it just, could. I mean, yeah, if you want to. Because I, uh, speaking of men lying to me, whoa, whoa, I, <laughs> a segue if I've ever had one. I feel like another one lied to me this week, and you know what? As much as often as it's happened, it doesn't get any easier each time. And I kind of want to go. I'm gonna. I kind of want to dive into some of the topics of the week. And get y'all's thoughts on them. Um, you know, we have more to discuss other than just the, the couple that I've outlined. But I, I want to see, there's a ton of narratives coming out of training camp right now. And I want to know which ones specifically you guys are buying and which ones you're just like, yeah, I'm out on this. Like, I cannot, this is, I'm, I'm like, get it off my plate. Like, I'm like, I'm selling. Like, I do not believe you. I'm so over X, Y, Z. I, you know, I'm not here for it. And I got it. The first um, one. I can't wait to hold a garage sale on this podcast. It's Go ahead. genuinely where I'm at right now. Like maybe it's because I'm just feeling I'm just feeling salty in general or a little like stressed. I'm not sure, but I um I I think I kind of peeved <laughs> Brad Sham a little bit today. You you did no, what? You Brad Sham? I, I think I did. Uh, um. Okay. So David Hellman tweeted yesterday, and you you were out there at practice, and I want to kind of get your thoughts too on just like the lay of the land, Bobby, but. Uh, I saw a lot of you guys tweeting on the beat, like Jerry Jones said at the end of practice that 
there's no urgency at the wide receiver spot following the James Washington injury. So obviously again, James Washington injury, he's, you know, probably going to have some surgery. Like what's the latest on that Bobby. And and then I want to get y'all's thoughts on the commentary around there not being an urgency at wide receiver. Yeah. It's a Jones fracture. Uh, he will be out six oh, to 10 weeks. It's a what fracture. It's a Jones fracture. Oh, the everybody take a shot. I said Jones. The uh, no, he, he, he'll be out six to 10 weeks. I'm hearing it's probably more on the longer side of that, closer to 10 weeks. Um, but yeah, this is, I, I don't believe either that this isn't a, a need for them because Stephen Jones told, you know, uh, KNC on 105 through the fan this week, uh, even before the, or, or last week before the James Washington injury told them that, you know, receiver is probably the position they'd be looking to add. Um, that, that they'd still be looking to add players for, to that position group. And so, uh, yeah, losing James Washington, who you thought enough of that you went out and signed him as one of your first guys in free agency um, to, to compete and, and to contribute to this receiving core. You can't tell me now that when you thought you need, had a need for receiver and then you lose one of them, that all of a sudden you don't have a need at receiver. Correct. Um, there, there's God bless them. They're, they, they've played well out here. They're, they're practicing hard, but like, you know, you shouldn't be rolling into the season with Dennis Houston, an undrafted free agent. Exactly. Dennis Houston wearing number three out of uh, Western Illinois. You should not roll into the season with Dennis Houston in the starting lineup. And that's what you're running with right now. I think it's just, they don't have many good options in the free agent market. So they're letting it play out now. And they'll look and see who's let go at the end of cuts at the end of August and maybe who's on the trading block. And then I think they they'll probably make some sort of a move. See, okay, so I will tell you, I am selling this narrative because it just like he's the second he touched down at Oxnard, he was like, I just gotta sell these people on something today. Like yeah. I gotta get them off my back. Sell them hope. I mean, yeah, I like I need them to keep buying these tickets. Like I'm, he's in sell mode. And so so am I. What I wanna know on like, are you buying or selling the Deshaun Jackson tri- like rumors? <laughs> Um, no, um, but I mean, see, look, I think they're in such a weird spot right now that, that they're, 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 they are in beggars can't be choosers mode, I think. And so, I mean, if they get to a certain point, I could see it being something that they entertain, but man, they, they, I feel like they'd have to run through a few other options before they'd want to go that direction. Um, especially with, you know, some of the locker room issues he's had over the years and how he can be a little bit of a prickly personality. Um, I I think that that's not something they want to add into this locker room right now, but I mean, again, beggars can't be choosers. Anybody you're looking at right now to add to your receiving core as a legitimate starter in August is going to have warts. Yeah. And like, for me, you know, people were like, Oh, well, you know, who you, who's going to be a better option out there right now. I'm like, I wasn't saying that I feel like there's good options out there right now. Like we said, like, you know, it's Friday night and you've got the wedding tomorrow. Like you need a date, right? Like <laughs> that's where we're at. We are. You're the I one. Like, I like, I like, the, the I like that. I like that. You kept that as G as possible and said, you Thanks. know, you need a date for the wedding. Um, I appreciate I'm just trying to keep a PC guys. And, but like, you're the guy who's going on hinge and like in town for a wedding, like swipe right to hang out. And I'm like, no red flag flag. major (laughs) red flag so that's just kind of like where I'm at like I'm not saying that there's a better option out there right now it's a whole like issue with the larger play and how this team 
like played their hand it at this position. It bothers me. And I'm watching it go. Yes. And I'm watching it go down again. And we'll talk about that in a minute, this in a minute, like the Tony Pollard thing where I'm like, cool. So how much of a priority is this, or is this not to you to get this deal done? Because now the fact that like Amari Cooper has gone, you know, you have your guy who you, you haven't locked down Dalton Schultz, who is more of a receiver. And then you also have James Washington, who no one really knew what he was going to be, but he was better than whoever you mentioned earlier in terms of at least Dennis like Hughes, having, right? yeah. And again, like nothing against Dennis, but it's more, I'm just saying like that the presence and the veteran I get status it. I and, like, get it. and the belief, at least from the, the team. Like, I know you can do it kind of, kind of yeah. and I just, I, I just, it bothers me the way that this team has handled that position and it's like, Dak's not a, he's not a youth anymore. Like you got to get serious about giving him the right weapons. And it just feels like we're still playing like the bargain bin game and expecting greater results. And it's like, you, you know, garage sales are great. I love a good estate sale, but you only get lucky every once in a while. And it just feels like this team doesn't seem to learn that. Is that my dog? <laughs> I, I think dog? that, yeah, he, he's just, he's chilling. He's protecting, yeah. he's protecting the castle. Um, I, I do think that, I think they feel like they had the position set up, right? Like, I think they thought, all right, we got Gallup lamb. We really like Jalen Tolbert and we've got James Washington. There's four there. The Gallup, you know, injury, they, they were projecting that out a little bit. I think the closer they've gotten to that, they realize he's probably going to miss the first few games. But I feel and like then, we've been saying that for a while. Have right. But, but, but I mean, I don't think we were saying that all the way necessarily back in April or May, there was still some thought about like, when is this timeline? Exactly. I think there was a thought that that would happen, but I think they also thought, look, we're okay. We drafted Simi Fajoko in the fifth round last year. We brought back Noah Brown. That's somebody that Dak has played with for five years now. So they can be kind of in the back. Um, you know, holding things down as the fourth and fifth receiver until Michael Gallup gets healthy. And our one, two, three will be James Washington, Jalen Tolbert and CeeDee Lamb. Well, Tolbert has gone a little anonymous since the pads got on in practice. He's, he's okay. been okay, but I mean, it's not been as dynamic as it was the first couple practices. What do you um, mean? I, I mean, I think it's just, you know, rookies getting used to, uh, you know, the, the pace of practice and, been a long time since they've put pads on he hasn't put them on since he played college football um other than you know like senior bowl um and so it's been a while and plus i mean guys have up and down practices it's only been two padded practices so i don't you know i don't want to make it like an overreaction but he dropped a ball on tuesday um struggled to get open on monday so uh, you know jalen tolbert still kind of trying to find his footing he's still a rookie cd lamb is, is adjusting to a new position he was great on monday had the best practice of anybody at this camp was cd lamb's practice on monday um, and so they they you know they're, they're still kind of finding their footing Dak still has yet to hit any of these receivers on a deep ball in any of the practices because you know he's still trying to find his chemistry with them it took a long time for him and michael gallup to connect on those deep balls remember the first year they couldn't hit those at all in games with michael gallup and Dak prescott now it's their most reliable deep ball target. So I think it's just about finding that familiarity and, and figuring out how much touch to put on that, um, you know, to, to those guys going down the field and, and what they can handle and what they can adjust to. And so um, I think they thought they had the position handled. And it's just Gallup is, is going to be, you know, a, a little bit late coming along. And then now they've lost James Washington, but yeah, they, they, they need to handle this position uh, more seriously because the last time they handled it kind of this way, they ended up having to trade a first round pick for Amari Cooper. Mm. Love that. Okay, so let me ask you the next one that I want to get y'all's opinion on in terms of buying and selling. And again, some minor disclaimers. Apologies for all the background noise. 
I am leaving town tomorrow. And we basically, God bless Megan Murray for being doggy daycare. <laughs> Literally. For both me and David Hellman while we're gone. I have three dogs, guys. <laughs> so it is a little awesome. bit of a madhouse behind well, us. Two dogs, one puppy. Yeah, exactly. So anyways. Um, it sounds like, never mind. <laughs> I know. I know. I said it that way on purpose. Don't you even. Um, but not oh, that way. Okay, so what do y'all make of the commentary around Ezekiel Elliott with Jerry Jones seeing talking about him need to be like a focus of the offense? Because again, it's a pretty, I, ever since we knew this, that Jerry was a salesman, right? Like we know that is his, his bread and butter. He gets off on making a deal and he uses all the negotiation tactics, right? He yep. even admitted it with Dan Quinn. So we have been speculating for a while about the nature of Zeke's contract and where he will be in a few years from now and whether or not that's going to be with the star in his helmet. So it's a pretty interesting comment, in my opinion, to be being so bold as to you know, discuss what his role is going to be in this team and calling him, you know, really, truly the center of this offense, or at least there needs to be like, are you guys, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I'll, here's the thing. I will buy that's exactly like, this is him telling Zeke, this is what I need from you. I'm billing you as such, do it or you're done. That's it's what I want from that. Okay. You think he's doing mafioso threats then? 100%. Wow. That's a little No, scary. I think, I think, and look, uh, we all love Jerry. I think that it's, yeah. I have a hard time uh, being able to, like fully buy into anything he says in the month of July or August, because he also like yesterday told G bag nation, like, yeah, Pollard, he's going to get more touches, but it's going to be like completely out of the backfield. You know, that's the kind of like passes he's going to get. And then Kellen Moore stood up there day and was like, yeah, uh, Tony Pollard's doing a lot of stuff at receiver. And so like, I mean, I, I, I don't know why think that, that there's, <laughs> there's always just some disconnect there. And then there's always some sort of mixing of information. And so oh. uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's just, you know, that's a little bit of, uh, as Mike Fisher has coined it in the past, it's a little bit of Jerry Poppins, I'm sure, for, uh, for, for, for the, it's a spoonful of sugar to, to help the, the hard truth that you're not quite the same guy anymore go down. Oh, God. Here's the thing. <laughs> hey, and while you guys talk, keep talking amongst yourselves, I'm going to grab the Panda Express that was just delivered to my uh, hotel. I'm honestly keep, keep loving right the vibes that's Wait, going on with this it, podcast. Is it low main? Is it orange chicken? No, no, no. It's orange chicken with brown rice. This Smart. is he chose yep, yep. this over um over Nobu, by the way. So just okay, so you can- I, I'm gonna come back and say that you guys can slander me as much as you want over the next 30 seconds while I grab my phone. Hold on. <laughs> okay, you you so keep on talking about leaving and you here's haven't the left. Thing about Bobby. I'm, not, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, um, but to go back to topic, but what do you think? Like when you're hearing him say stuff like that, yeah, like is that not it just is just screaming to me. Hey, Zeke, I'm talking to you, but I'm like not talking to you. I think it's totally fair. And I think, you know, all of that to be considered the life cycle of a running back is a lot different than like the life cycle of a wide receiver or, you know, a quarterback. Whereas, all right, we're good. We're good. I got it. Oh, so, no. so uh, what were you saying about me? I'm where we were just saying that we actually know, went back on topic. So we did. Oh, okay, cool. What's up? Give us, give us a pat on the back. I, um, I feel like you're talking about the life cycle of a running back. Yeah. Versus. And I feel like the life cycle of running back, like they are, they make more of an immediate impact. Like that's just the nature of their position. They are able to do that versus like some of these other guys that have to grow into their role, if you will. Yeah. Right. So let's face it. Like he's on the, the, the other side of his career potentially, or at least like the trajectory of where Ooh, you're going to say that already. I mean, 
mean, I don't, I just feel like he's not like producing like he used to be, right? I mean, he, the, he clearly is not like if you look at his yards per game from his yeah. rookie year to last year, it go it has steadily gone down every single year. Yeah. And so, I mean, he's he's not the same player anymore. And that's not that's the nature of the position, like Kelsey's saying there. And it's also just the nature of the workload. That's why it's going to sit out and not, you know, have any carries during the preseason is yeah. because they don't want to put any more miles on him. Um, you, you, you guys know what the 27 club is, right? Yeah. When you die, that, that applies to the careers of running backs. <laughs> When they turn 27, they go downhill. It's just the way it works. It's it's the 27 club or it's moving to Cleveland. Like Cleveland is where players go to die. Oh, R.I.P. Amari. God. Oh, shoot. No, 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 no. Amari, Amari's going to be good this year. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship, a Prop G pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Sorry. <laughs> anyway. Mars is going to be great. No, but like, I mean that sincerely. Like, I feel like I, I honestly, what I make of that comment is that he's, I really kind of view it as a negotiation technique where he's kind of telling, you know, the world, but also telling Tony Pollard's agents, Hey, yeah, we're focusing our offense around Zeke. So we're going to pay you Tony less money whenever we do end up signing you. Cause we want the home hometown discount because you're, we're straight up telling you like you're our side chick and mm -hmm we don't want you that bad, but like, we still like you enough. Like we're going to hang out with you. If like number one's not around, right? Like we're still going to call you and stuff. Hey, there's no it. shame in a silver medal. Listen, some will say there is none others disagree. And so that's kind of what I'm taking from that. To be quite frank. I do like your theory though, too, Meg about, you know, basically it's almost like, it's almost like they're justifying what they ultimately might do. Yeah. And be like, we need, we're, he's basically saying like, he's going to be the center of our offense. And then like, if it doesn't pan out that way, yeah, then they're, then they can tell themselves like, it's okay to cut him or, you know, let or, him go. Yeah. Whatever that looks like. Yeah. I think, I, I don't know. I don't know that they've even completely made up their minds yet that they want to even bring Tony Pollard back. Um, really? and not, because, not because it's any slight against Tony Pollard or anything else. I think they really like him. I just think that they, 
I think there was kind of an organizational change of heart a little bit when they saw the way the Zeke deal is played out. And so I think that that they're willing to to bring running backs back on second contracts, but it's got to just completely work for them and it's got to be lower mileage. And I, I don't think that as a as a general principle, I don't think they're going to look to to put running backs on second contracts again. And and I think that that's some of the messaging that they're in for now. Tony Pollard has not been given the the touches that a lot of people have wanted. So he may be low mileage enough that they would consider it. But um, I think in general, uh, they, they've kind of changed up their philosophy a little bit. And I think it's also interesting that Rico Dowdle, who was an undrafted free agent uh, a couple of years ago, and, and, you know, they've liked a lot over the last couple of years, he's just gotten hurt. I think it's interesting that he's gotten more reps, like more carries as the first team running back in camp this year than Pollard has. Wow. I mean, I mean, Dowdle has functioned more as a first team back than Pollard has at times. And so Pollard's been a lot of, you know, out in the slot and kind of motioning out and, and doing a lot of different things. And so um, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not saying it's impossible, but I wouldn't be surprised if you start next year and you don't have Tony Pollard or Ezekiel Elliott here, that it's Rico Dowdle and some guy they draft or, or something like that. Don't say that to me. Why? You <laughs> sound that- like Julius Campbell in the hospital and remember the Titans. He says he's paralyzed from the waist down. He goes, don't say that to me. Okay. First of all, I would like to just say, I have seen that movie. So that's a first for us on this, on this show. You're welcome. I knew you'd at least get that reference. That's like the only movie I could reference and probably something else, some weird shit like gremlins or something. Uh, Lord of the Rings. And I think you're good. Lord of the Rings for sure. Definitely seen a lot of that. Um, Okay. Well then let me ask you guys another thing. Um, You know, in light of that, then, does that mean officially that you are not paid quarterback or I'm sorry, give second contracts yourself? Is that where you stand, Bobby? Um, I, Again, I think as a general philosophy, probably, but I mean, I, I think that, you know, there are exceptions that can be made to every rule. Um, But I, I think generally anybody really deserving of a second contract is probably going to get more money in more years than you'd want to pay that running back. Um, Just because they, they do, they take a beating and historically it's shown second contracts very rarely work out for running backs in this league. Yeah. Okay. So um, this is a, I'm going to have a hard time getting this one out. Cause I I'm Megan wrote this in our notes and this is accurate. Oh no. To trigger warning. Oh yeah. I put, I, we have a shared note. I think we've mentioned this and <laughs> I literally like put a trigger warning on this section. Yeah. Um, due to the, uh, the content, the content oh. is a uh, special Sounds erotic. Yeah. It is. Oh, okay. It is. Um, to those that just <laughs> like pain. Kicking in special teams sugars Kelsey a lot. A lot. I yeah, remember you remember when you just like slandered poor Brett Maher in front of his children? <laughs> yeah, in front of his entire family. Yeah, I know, guys. It was great. I that's the that's the day that I got off Twitter. Literally, I hope if you have made it already this far through this podcast, God bless you. Um, but genuinely, I, I do want to talk about the special teams because bones, you know, it was a rough day for the special teams unit. Felt like everyone's yeah, everyone's kind of been struggling a little bit. Right. And bones kind of made it seem like, I mean, he, he, he kind of sugarcoated it and he was like, listen, I'm interested to see how they respond. Well, me too, but are we buying or selling the way he's kind of framing this or should we be a lot more concerned that it, it seems like, this team is at this point based on what we've seen thus far so you should always be concerned about your kicker it's just like it's a naturally concerning position um and 
you know, especially when you've got two relatively unproven kickers here. But I actually am going to be probably a little more sunshiny optimistic than other people are. Really? Uh, Liram Hyrula, who was was not good on Tuesday, but he was, you know, dead on all day Monday. And the only one he missed was his, his plant foot kind of slipped and, and he knuckleballed when he missed it. But other than that, he was perfect. And Garibay's got incredible power in his leg. Like, I mean, he, that's somebody who can, you know, if need be, can knock him in from 60 as long as, you know, they're, they're straight on and they're true. The, the problem with Garibay is a lot of his stuff is hooking to the left. So when you see a consistent, like, hook to the left, I would at least hope that that would be something mechanical that they could try and work out. When it's that consistent an issue, that feels like something that just in his kicking mechanics needs to be changed up. Um, so you got a guy with a really powerful leg who, when he's hitting them straight, he can knock them in from 50-plus really, really easily. Um, and a guy who was was really accurate at Texas Tech last year. So I'm at least willing to let it play out a little bit. I, I think it's, uh, you, you know, you should at least have it as a a watch and, and kind of keep your eyes on it. But uh, I, I don't think we're at, like, warning status yet. So... Um... I honestly, I like hearing you say that because you've, you've calmed her anxieties so just ever so slightly. I really have. I mean, I don't know if they're great dads like Brett Maher, who, you, you know, you spit in his face basically. But. <laughs> it was, we all If have they don't our- have children, I'm sure they would be great dads. <laughs> we all have our things, you know? It was a Gosh, you know what? You know what's going to be poetic justice oh, is that you- Kelsey, Kelsey will end up marrying an NFL kicker. Actually, I would love that. Are either of those guys single? Oh, no, you guys. Jonathan Garibay has to be. Is this he's what you're doing? Man. Wait, he's, he's a, a young man coming out of Texas I, Tech. I like, he, he's he's oh, got yeah. the world by the nuts. He's good. I can't even. Like, yeah. I can't even. You gotta get one of those veteran kickers. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a career, like, I'm out. Maybe. If, wait, we've been saying, like, a punter, like, a, a long snapper yeah. for you. Could be a vibe. I think, I mean, we were, I think we were saying that's what my kids were going to be, but oh, I guess it's Josie. You're going to have old uh, Uncle Broadus teach him how to long snap. <laughs> I could try. As you should, honestly. Honestly, I, as we should. Okay. You got so a scholarship from it. I do want to ask you guys a last one, um, Anthony Barr, because when I do talk about, when I heard about this whole deal, I, uh, first of all, wasn't it between Dallas and Denver what he was deciding between? Is that what I read? Denver and something? Yeah. Is that what I read, Bobby? I have not read that. I was too busy texting people. I'll look it up right now, though. I don't know who it was down to. I just know that there were other teams involved. While you're looking that up, the second that we signed him, like, in my mind, I was just like, this week, a hot new bombshell enters the villa. (laughs) Oh, that's good. Do I need to watch that show? You do. Okay. I will. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's some people saying Denver, but, uh, you know, I, I don't I don't see an official report. I just see people talking about it. So but I mean, it must have been said somewhere. I thought I saw that officially somewhere and I was like, you're kidding. Like that would be poetic justice if that was indeed true. Like poetic justice. I would poetic absolutely justice. love that. Anyways, you that a flower bloomed in a dark room. Would you trust it? <laughs> This I po- knew that you were going to do that. <laughs> this podcast is so wheels off. Please give us five stars. Also, please give us five stars because my puppy has found his voice and he sounds kind of cute, but he is going away for five or for four weeks because he needs to get training. Yeah, he's going to go live on a farm where he's got lots of room to run and play. And yeah, yeah. That's what they all say. And they all heard gonna, that line. He's going to forget what I look like and I'm going to cry. Um, okay, so Anthony Barb, is this going to be 
you know, are you buying, are you selling it? Do you feel like this is kind of, you're like indifferent? Are you excited about it? To me, like, this is a guy I talked about with Broadus, like back in the day, right? Like he's been around for a minute, but that's, he was exciting, right? Like he was exciting for sure. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's very talented. He's incredibly injury prone though. And I also just, I'm all in favor of giving Dan Quinn any resources that he wants to do his job. So if he thinks he can use Anthony Barr and he thinks that he can make them better then I'm going to just, you know, blindly trust that and say, okay, great. Get Anthony Barr. And and it doesn't really cost much money. It's $3 million max. Uh, It's basically the Leighton Vander Esch deal. Um, So, so I don't have a problem with that. I just find it a little funny that like we mentioned earlier, Jerry basically talking about how, ah, there's no need to go get a wide receiver, but there really is a need to go get another like linebacker slash pass rusher where we're like pretty deep there. And we've gotten good performances from, and they're going to end up probably cutting like three defensive linemen that will end up on other NFL teams. Like they're not just going to be on the street. And so they got a lot of depth there. And and Micah Parsons obviously was a stud last year. And, you know, Jabril Cox has looked really good out here. Leighton Vander Esch has been fantastic. One of the best camps he's ever had. Um, and so I, I don't really see the the big need for it. It's great to have. And if Dan Quinn thinks he can use it, awesome. Um, but I don't see how that was a more pressing need than going and getting some sort of receiver help. Um, but, I, I mean, good player. Very injury prone, though. I mean, we all have talked about how injury prone Tyron is, right? Right. And in 2018, Anthony Barr played 13 games. Tyron played 13 games. In 2019, Anthony Barr played 14 games. Tyron played 13 games. In 2020, Anthony Barr and Tyron both played two games. And in 2021, Anthony Barr and Tyron both played 11 games. They both are practically missing the same amount of time over the last four years. And we all talked about how frustrating that is with Tyron Smith. So he's very injury prone. He's not quite the same player he once was, but he's still very good. and, And they'll be able to use him. Yeah. Well, at least there's that, I guess for me, like I'm, I, it's, it's another name (laughs) that has been a successful name in the past, but it's, I don't, I'm a little scorned. I really am like being so negative on this show today. I'm sorry, you guys, but like, I guess I've seen this before where it's like, that's a simple plan song. Welcome to my life. Oh, wow. Welcome Uh, to my life. That's the Uh, one. It's just, it's one of those things where I'm like, these guys were good a minute ago. And, you know, like we all saw how that's worked out for us and it, it, it hasn't <laughs> all the time. And that's where I'm just like, okay, sure. Like you got them on a one-year deal. Like at least there's that, but I'm just, I'm a little like skeptical. How's that? It, it, it no, I, I think it's funny. It reminds me of the old Bill Simmons line. Um, when the Ma- after the Mavericks had made a couple of acquisitions, like they went out and got Sean Marion and, and some other guys. Um, Bill Simmons, I remember tweeted, said like the Mavericks watching the Mavericks this year is going to be a little bit like uh, getting, you know, front row seats to a 50 cent concert in 2007. You'd be thinking to yourself, damn, this would have been really cool four years ago. And that's kind of like the same with Anthony Barr and some of the other guys that they typically sign. Yeah. So, okay. well, um, okay. so let's just wrap it up. I want to hear like your other observations from camp, like uh, besides the fact that you haven't gone to eat the food that you should be eating, like I really need you to go to Spencer McKenzie's and get the ahi tuna pocket. Um, that's an, a necessity before you leave town. I don't eat tuna. I don't eat sushi. I don't eat seafood. Broadus took us over to some place called like Pokemon. I told you that's why, that has to be why he's not there tonight. Broadus took us somewhere called like Pokemon Ramen or Poka Ramen or Poke Bowl or something. Um, it was a ramen place. And I was Pokemon like- Pokemon Ramen? <laughs> it was something like that. I don't Canceled, know. Bobby. That's what it was called. I don't remember. Like it's literally called that. Poka Ramen or something. If you don't and- like sushi- 
not that we're trying to date because like i love you but i love your wife this is going weird i love red my flag. wife too red flag like red flag. i i have a list of red flags that i come up with sushi might be one of them if you don't like it i i won't i will not touch sushi I, i'm I, i'm very childish with my palate um until last night we did korean barbecue um which they all seem to like broadest loved that like they just bring you like like fresh meat and like you make it yourself over this like yeah it's like fire pit thing or something i don't Arguably know delicious. it was all right I, I just came out of there wondering like how many people leave here with food poison because they don't know how to like properly cook the pork and then they start eating it or something <laughs> like that's gotta happen to a few people a day well, people and so uh but no like i mean there's been some good food like, we, went, we went to the rudder room and that was cool and you know everything like that but like i say i mean i just i haven't even really had time to eat I, and like, I mean, Literally, basically, what is that like? Um, I mean, you're so busy, you don't even really think about it. And I've been taking my Adderall, so I'm not even that hungry. I've never See, once not thought about eating. I know that's me too. Like when I'm stressed, I want to eat. I'm yeah. just, but I'm distracted because I'm working like 12 hour days. I took my Adderall and then I'm just focused on trying to get Wolchuk a girl. And so I don't even think about food. Well, add Megan and I to your list. As I think you need to get your priorities in order. And that is you need to eat some food. Uh, I mean, I'm going to eat this Panda Express as soon as we're done. I okay. do love that for you. Yeah. Well, we'll let yeah, you wrap yeah. up here in a minute. It's not Nobu, though. It's saying. it's not Nobu. I do want to know. I don't I don't like sushi, though. So why would I go to Nobu? They That's have other things. Sushi. Bobby. I don't know. Like, that was just that was a whole thing. And like. That, that's a long explanation as to why I did not go to Nobu. Let me teach you how to let Jerry Jones pay for things for you. I, if I do nothing else for you in our friendship. I, uh, I could have had a, I had a really good joke there, but I don't want to like. <laughs> I literally, I'm just going to cancel myself. <laughs> um, leave us with some final observations from camp, please. <laughs> uh, there's zero reason that Connor McGovern should be starting at left guard over Tyler Smith. The fact that that's still a competition is kind of ridiculous because Tyler Smith has been a much better player. Um, Leighton Vander Esch looks really, really good. Anthony Brown looks good. The whole defense has looked really, really good. Um, the offense has struggled for the most part. Monday, they were really sharp. Dak looked really good. It was as accurate as, as we've seen him in, in practices this year. Um, and CeeDee Lamb had that all-world practice on Monday where he was just dominating everybody, no matter how uh, tightly he was covered. But, uh, you know, yeah, I would like to see the offense kind of pick up some of their momentum because it has not been great to this point. They had the Monday practice, but that was about it. Um, would like to see them uh, stabilize a little bit. I'll tell you how bad Tuesday was. Uh, Tyron, Tyron Smith was beat three times. What? Once by Dorrance Armstrong, once by Tristan Hill. What? And Quentin Bohanna knocked over Zach Martin. Are you kidding me? So like that just to me, like that's such a, like I don't think, don't, nobody take that to me like Zach Martin. Oh my gosh, we should be worried. I'm telling you, that is how fluky of a bad practice it was. It was like Zach Martin was on the ground at one point. Wow. Yeah, that's really fluky, honestly. I like that's actually I don't even want to hear that ever again if I'm being totally frank with you. <laughs> ever again. Literally. I'm just, I'm, we still haven't gotten the first training camp fight. I wonder if we're even gonna get one or if it'll just wait till they get to Denver. Oh, it's gonna happen in Denver at least. It'll hundred percent happen in Denver and LA, but I just wonder if we're gonna get one. So the Brandy! other day I hope Brandy gets a right hook on somebody. I can yeah. The, the other day, um it was the Tuesday practice. Um, Nashawn Wright, like they didn't, the, the offense didn't like that. Nashawn Wright kind of took Malik Davis, the undrafted free agent running back out of Florida. They thought he, he, he took him to the ground too late or something. Yeah. And he started losing his mind. It was like running out to midfield and was screaming. That's bullshit. And then he like 
brought Malik Davis over and you could hear him on the side of that going next time he's out there run over that motherfucker oh so, my god yeah they were they were getting aggressive with it wait Nate. I have a I have a serious question yep. um what are we doing about penalties and like how bad is it uh I mean they had a lot of flags thrown Tuesday I think it was both sides so uh I mean what are they ever doing about penalties that like I honestly don't think I've ever heard anybody explain away penalties like any coaching staff in Dallas or otherwise, other than just go like, well, we got to be more disciplined. It's like just a buzzword that they slap on it. But I, I just honestly don't know what solutions most coaches have to fix penalties other than just words. Well, so. so they were selling us this thing about, you know, bringing, you know, refs into practice and stuff like that. Obviously, yeah. they are, you know, kind of doing that. But like, what are I just, I'm interested. You you may not have an answer to this, but I'm just interested. I have all the answers. Well, <laughs> fair. Um, I'm just interested. What like on earth if they have these refs in practice? Are they like stopping correcting? Are we talking about like why? I think I, like, so. Yeah, I, I think if the if, like being all you know in all seriousness for a sec, I think what yeah, that yeah. benefit probably does is you don't have the refs there and you don't have them calling things and stuff like, that. like you may not know how a ref is perceiving something, so it at least gives you some sort of sense of like in these practices like oh okay that that was cool like i would have gone through this whole practice thinking that was fine and then like you get a better sense of that and and if you're practicing a certain way that's wrong then you get into game day that's harder to break that habit if they start throwing flags at you for it right so i would guess it's just for an opportunity to get out ahead of it and understand the the particulars and some of the nuances of how they're going to throw the flags is, is where they would benefit from that well as someone who is trying to train a dog i feel like <laughs> Practice needs to be how you play. So that makes sense. Wow. Okay. I'm going to send this to Deadspin with the headline uh, DallasCowboys.com contributor uh, compares players to dogs. Oh, no. Well, it's like, I mean, everyone got really excited about an um, old homie up in uh, at the Jets that he got that dog in him. So, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A lot of people got that dog in him. Well, yeah. So that's all we're saying. Moms. Um, speaking of dogs, the milk hunter, what did you miss that entire storyline? Are you kidding me? Zach Wilson. Zach, Zach Wilson. Uh, oh, I know that. Yeah. Yeah. Literally Jets fans have jerseys with his number <laughs> and the back says milk hunter on it. He is. He is a real life young gravy. For sure. Oh no! I love that you referenced Young Gravy on this. Podcast. Thank you, ever the people who get it really appreciate when I make that reference. Well, I don't get it also. I, I know, but you would if you knew it, you would appreciate it. Okay. You would. I, I create I I I create content for like two to three people at a time. Like my tweets will get like I can send out a joke and like it gets two to three likes, and uh, that's just because only two to three people got it. But those two to three who get it like really appreciate it. Well, you're in luck because I'm pretty sure there's only two or three people listening still at this point because we've we've assuredly made their ears bleed with all of our animals in the background. So God bless the two of you that are left. <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. You mean um, me and I guess the two that are left? Basically, we're talking to us, ourselves in a vacuum. Ah. <laughs> Hope you're enjoying it. Josie Hellman is gonna rage. He's the machine. He is about to rage. So we're. Did y'all see our, Did y'all see our boy on TV the other day? We all oh. did. He looked so professional. That was so cute. He literally told me that he walked into hair and makeup and they were like, are you, what, what's going on with your hair? And he was like, well, nothing, but you can do whatever you need to do. So 
Um, I, I need to know if he can recreate that look because I feel like it was a pretty good look for him. I'm going to be yeah. honest. He was, was, he was, that, that was a confident man. There were, I mean, if he had nerves, they weren't showing on the outside. He really, he really did crush it. Yeah, he really did. It was so fun. Even though he, he was arguing well, for a terrible quarterback. I was loving him and Joy, like feeding off of each other's energy. It was like, it was giving me life. It was good. It was really good. Well, um, and we were talking about David Hellman on Speak for Yourself. If you didn't watch it, like that's on you. Go back and um, watch maybe it. Maybe next week. Yeah, just power through the other times where other people are talking on that show and just yeah. do what Dave yeah. is saying. Exactly. Yeah. Precisely. All right, guys. Well, um, it is uh it is Wednesday night and uh we're gonna release this but for you on Friday. Because <laughs> Kelsey has to go to Mexico. So for, Oh, she has to go to Mexico. First world problems. Um, so if you want to follow along for you know, whatever hot takes I have that are tequila influenced, please do that. You should actually come hang out with us. She's not going to touch her the entire time she's there. I think I honestly shouldn't be allowed to. Um, Yeah, we got to close this out. This is getting aggressively ridiculous. Um, Come follow me, though. Come hang out with me on Twitter. I'm at Kelsey underscore Charles. I'm also on Instagram at Hey Kelsey Charles. And uh, Meg Murray is. Yeah, if you want to see me wrangle three dogs all weekend, you you can follow me at at Meg Murray with four R's on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Bobby, tell the good people where to find you, where all your work's going to be, all the things you're up to as of late. First off, I can't help but notice that uh, after all the like relationship talk, y'all only give out your Instagram and Twitter and refuse to give out your Snapchats, which means y'all aren't really committed to the game. No, but, come uh, on. My Twitter, if that's your I, strategy, I reject it. I don't want my, to my Twitter one. and my Instagram are both Bobby Belt TX. <laughs> um, we'll get back to you guys on how the dating strategy that Bobby provides us with. Although I did go on a pretty good date last night and I think he seems like he's not a serial killer. So like, yeah, I did tell her to tell him that I'm basically Liam Neeson. So yeah, um, I hope that helps. He didn't ask for my snap either, which I think is a positive giving that a thumbs up in my book. We're winning TBD. His name is also not Doug or Nathan big plus. So it's true. All right, guys. Well, thanks so much for hanging out. We do appreciate it. You know where to find us on social media. Also, um, subscribe to the blog of the boys wherever you get your podcast, whether that's Spotify, Apple, iTunes, or Stitcher. And, um, you know, hang out with Bobby as he is rounding out his final week at training camp. But, Bobby, we're going to leave you and everyone else with some really important words to make sure they never forget. And, Megan, those are? Dallas forever. Philly for never. God Birds bless. are not real all of you guys for playing along with all of our dogs in the background at the end. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. 
Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship, a PropG Pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the PropG Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts.